Welcome to the Porty Podcast. I'm Hazel and I love talking about love. So this episode was a real treat to make. I was gifted some beautiful love stories, but first off, we're going to hear from Nathan, who is looking for love in Porty. Welcome, yeah. Nathan. Hi. <laughs> it's a special Valentine's edition and you have volunteered to come on. I'm so grateful uh, for I you. Have. I have. I feel like I slightly volunteered by my friend who's... That is true. <laughs> trying, ...trying to be as encouraging as possible. He's rooting for you to find love. This is something you're looking for at the moment. Yeah, casually looking. Not really put too much effort in yet. It's quite hard at the moment, I think. Yeah, and it has been during the pandemic and meeting people and distance and all of that kind of stuff. It does make it harder. And so tell us about yourself. I'm from England originally, as you can probably tell from my BBC accent. I grew up near Southampton, near the edge of the South Downs National Park, so I'm a proper country lad. That's probably what I have to thank for getting into biology as well. So I'm a total nature nerd. Spent my childhood turning over logs and playing in the woods and getting mucky and yeah, never really stopped chasing after insects and creepy crawlies. I did my undergraduate degree in Plymouth in biological sciences and then did a master's degree in entomology, which is the study of insects. From there, I did a job working for a sustainable crop protection company, basically breeding insects for crop protection. So like breeding ladybirds and predators to release onto your crops. And then came up in to Scotland in 2014 to do my PhD at the University of Edinburgh. I've fallen in love with Scotland and with Edinburgh and now with Porty as well, where I've been for the last couple of years. Now teaching at the university, enjoying life, loving Porty, love it down here, just a stone's throw from the beach. So I feel extremely blessed to be like so close especially during the pandemic having the beach has been amazing how do you breed ladybirds actually in just big tupperware boxes did you give them names did you play them romantic Uh, music (laughs) (laughs) no i mean they're actually fearsome little predators they sound very cutesy but actually they're nasty little things especially if you're an aphid which is kind of the the point right it's actually the ladybird larvae that you release onto the crops quite often and they do the most eating most insects the larval stages maggots and the kind of crawly younger stages they do all the eating to fatten up like caterpillars so they eat all the aphids off your crop and it was um, a interesting job (laughs) do you know the kind of person you're looking to hang out with i'm fairly open-minded what Looking for Love has taught me is probably not to have a prescribed tick list of things because people can surprise you and, and love can come from unexpected places. I'm a keen musician and I've got more hobbies than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> if I were to pan the camera around, there's surfboards and skateboards and climbing gear and, and all sorts of stuff like littered around the flat. Someone who is into that kind of outdoor adventure kind of lifestyle would be great. What's a good date these days? <laughs> the classic of just going for a pint in a nice cozy pub is hard to beat. Going climbing or going for a hike is also a good icebreaker, I think. You definitely see something of people in slight adversity. If you're snarky with each other because it's a bit drizzly on the hill, then it's probably not a good sign going forward. Something outdoorsy is actually, I think it's quite good for sussing people out. (laughs) Definitely not cinema. Terrible date idea because you don't talk. Great. You're a total catch and I would love to connect you with somebody through this podcast, maybe they could get in touch and I'll pass on any messages. Yeah, it'd be nice to meet someone local and shares with my love of Porty. would be great. <laughs> if you would like to be connected with Nathan, the Porty podcast can offer you that opportunity. Send us a message. You can use Facebook or Twitter or email us, theportypodcast at gmail.com. 
Or maybe you have a friend who you can share this episode with and give them a nudge to get in touch. I was set up with my husband by my friend Kath and I am so grateful for that. So last Saturday I was recording at the busy community fridge drop-in which is currently being held in the Baptist Church on the High Street every Saturday from 11 till 12. I will make a proper episode about the community fridge soon, I promise. But for now, I just want to tell you, it's a place where everyone is welcome to come and collect some free food, which has been rescued from supermarkets. It's all about reducing food waste. I'll put a link to the Facebook group in the show notes. But it's also a great place to meet people and ask them for love stories. First up, here is Maxine and Ian. Will you tell me your love story? A love story. For Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we met in the spa in Whitby at a community choirs festival. And I seen Maxine on the stage singing with her choir the evening before. And I'd seen Ian singing with his choir. I I was on the door while we were having a sort of big show. You were soaking wet, weren't you? It yeah, was, I'd been was... out wandering around Whitby taking photos and I got caught in the rain and separated from all wet. my friends. So she sort all of came charging through. Very wet. And I said, you can't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit late, so I had to wait. So we were chatting so we were a bit. Right. So we were chatting and a bit and that was... One thing led to another and now we sing together all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. I was born in 1983, the year that Margaret met Sheila on a non-violent direct action training course. Sheila says she was a nun and I was straight. At that time it wasn't all that great to be a lesbian really. Clause 28 and all that. It was frowned upon, but there were some significant friends that we had who made it possible or supported our rather strange journey. And Margaret left the order and moved into my flat and we've been happy ever after. It was Palm Sunday when she moved in. Here's Margaret. I had been a nun for, at that point, about five and a half years and was doing training in non-violence and across a crowded room our eyes met. (laughs) But then we spent the next year doing a lot of training together and realising how much fun we were having together and doing things that we really cared about, found out how much we had as common values and did very romantic things like standing watching the water breaking at the Giant's Causeway and realising, is there really anybody else I would like to do this with as much as doing it on my own? And that was quite an important moment. Anyway, gradually realised that yes... It was more important to follow my heart. I felt that that could be the next stage in life, was to leave the nunnery. And Sheila and I got together. That's 38 years ago or something like that. And we found things knitted together over that length of time. Still doing peace campaigning together, having cared for loved members of our family, being involved in supporting a lot of people together and I think realising I think we both always felt that a measure of our relationship would be about how loving that was outwards as well as between the two of us the strength that has given us to do that so that's that's it, it's built around a lot of fun, a lot of joy a lot of pain, 
a lot of singing and dancing, a lot of shared commitment to the planet and to trying to work for peace. So, yeah. Thank you so much. That is so beautiful. I love that. I should probably end by saying something cheesy like, we love you all. Thanks for listening.